This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, August 7th, 2016. We are Connection Radical Hospitality. Radical Hospitality, that's our focus this morning as we wrap up our series on our revamped core values. Good morning, Connection Church. It is great to see you today. We're so glad that you're here. My name's Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners. We've been saved by the grace, the love of Jesus Christ. And we're honored to be here this morning. Our, our slogan for Connection Church is just show up. And we're glad that you just showed up today. Um, so we've introduced ourselves to you. Since we're talking about radical hospitality, we'd like to offer you a challenge right now. Get up and introduce yourself to someone who you might not know and say, I am so glad that you just showed up today. One, two, three, go. All right, thank you so much. That was fun. It's really fun from this perspective to look out and see everybody uh, greet one another. Well, let's pray. Almighty God, we thank you for every single person here that they just showed up, whether it's the first time or the thousandth time. Lord, thank you that you um, nudge us to come and hear your word, to learn more about you, to grow deeper, and be in relationship with one another. So we offer this time to you, Lord. Help us remove any distraction that might come at the next hour. Just help us set it all aside so that we can have a laser focus on you. We pray this in your name. Everybody gathered said, amen. amen. Okay, so it's summertime vacation time. I got a question. Anybody here ever been on a cruise? Yeah. They're, they're, they're fun, aren't they? They're a lot of fun, yeah. Um, and thanks to that little patch I wear on my neck, you know, they're a whole lot more fun than they would be otherwise. Uh, anyway, we've only done them three times. First one was when we were, um, our 10th anniversary. It was, timing was horrible because we were right in the middle of building a new house, but we'd said when we got married, if it made it 10 years, we were going to celebrate that, and we did. So that was a good thing. And then, um, gosh, we've lasted a little past that way. Our next, next one was a couple years ago. Uh, we went to Tampa and cruised out Tampa. Now, the main reason was because Frontier Airlines had come to Wilmington, and we got some really cheap airfare, and then we had to find some place to go. So we said, okay, well, let's cruise out of Tampa. That was fun, a little midwinter getaway. And then just here recently, last year, year and a half ago, um, we went out of Galveston. Well, Galveston is right next to Houston, which is where our daughter and son-in-law and our two granddaughters live. So we spent a little time in Houston, and then got on this ship in Galveston. It was awesome because we got this, we got this absolutely unbelievable kick in price on this room. I mean, it was ridiculous. And then they made this balcony available for an even more ridiculous price. So I'm never going to be able to not get a balcony from now on, of course, because that was so good. But I'm just saying that because, you know, sometimes we think these cruises are just so expensive. Actually, we find them to be our most value-priced vacations, especially when we shop hard. So we just have a really good time on those. What we like um, a whole lot about cruises is, first of all, the being able to get away. We don't buy the package, so we're really disconnected. Um, and, and that's very important for all of us um, to do. 
But the radical hospitality that happens on these ships are over the top incredible. And you, you're away uh, for the day and you come back to your room and the place is immaculate. And you know, one time I had room service in the morning and they bring the little uh, fruit there that's in some kind of cute shape with the towel and oh, oh my gosh, you just feel like you're pampered to pieces. You go to a dinner and the waiter bends over backward and you know, I try something new and I don't like it and they take it away and I try something else and you know, nothing is too much. No problem, they say. Um, it's really easy to uh, you know, put on a few extra pounds, but cruises for us are where we experience, and I know we pay for it, but radical hospitality. Now, Barry, it just dawned on me, we should send a copy of this to Carnival. We might be able to get a free one out of this. <laughs> I'm just saying. Good idea. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway, um, other than a cruise, have you ever experienced that kind of hospitality like in your day-to-day? Radical hospitality where nothing was too much, where uh, the host or hostess, wait, waiter, server, whatever it was, uh, made you feel like, well, there was nothing more important than, than your comfort, your pleasure, your enjoyment, your safety, your satisfaction. Where they did everything possibly could to make you feel welcome and let you know that they were, they were really glad that you were there. I, I mean, that's refreshing because... Sometimes in our culture, now, if you work in one of these areas, I apologize because I'm not trying to step on your toes, but sometimes, don't you feel like if you're in a restaurant or even in a store, some, whoever's waiting on you, serving you, helping you, it's kind of one of these attitudes, you know, if it just weren't for these customers who wanted a little bit of help, this would be a great place to work. <laughs> yeah, you ever get that kind of, and so when you can get this radical hospitality, wow, it is just so so refreshing. There are several places in the Bible where we see this kind of hospitality. The one that we're going to focus on this morning is found in the book of Genesis. Genesis is the first chapter in the Bible, the first book in the Bible. And actually, we're going to share a piece of scripture found in Genesis 18 that we referred to a couple weeks ago when we preached about possibility thinking. We shared about Abraham and Sarah and Sarah being 90 and you know, having a kid that late in age and you know how God's possibility thinking is so much far ahead of us and that we really can trust in, in all that. But let's take that story that we shared a couple weeks ago, just back a couple of hours before to the point where Abraham first met the three men that were delivering the news that Sarah would have a son. So here we go. The Lord, notice capital L, so that would be the Lord God, appeared to Abraham by the oaks of Mamre as he sat at the entrance of his tent in the heat of the day. He looked up and saw three men standing near him. When he saw them, he ran from the tent entrance to meet them and, and bowed down to the ground. He said, my Lord. Now notice, that's not a capital, is it? So that's that expression, you know, like, my Lord, you know, like you hear, like they say in England sometimes, my Lord, as, as though you are the servant. My Lord, if, if I find favor with you, do not pass by your servant. Let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. Let, let me bring a little bread. It sounds like he's just going to do very little here, doesn't it? A little water, a little bread. 
that you may refresh yourselves. Not for that you may pass on, since you have come to your servant. So they said, do as you have said. So here we have Abraham visited by three men, three strangers, but Abraham was unaware of something that was really important. He was in the presence of God. These three strangers, God. And when he saw them, though, he didn't know that it was God, and he ran to them. That's what we see. He ran from the tent. He didn't walk and say, hey, how you doing? Or, you know, just kind of walk quick or hustle. He ran to greet them. And then he bowed low to the ground, and as if he was in the presence of greatness, he didn't know he was. And he invited them to stay and rest under the tree and offered water to wash their feet, which was an absolute sign of hospitality. And he offered a little bread for refreshment to move on. But then check this out. Here's what comes next. And Abraham hastened into the tent to Sarah, his wife, and said, Make ready quickly three measures of choice flour. Knead it and make cakes. Abraham ran to the herd and took a calf, tender and good, and gave it to the servant who hastened to prepare it. That's the second time we see the word hasten. Then he took curds and milk and the calf that he had prepared and set it before them. And he stood by them under the tree while they ate. Hmm. It's interesting. He, he offered them a little bread and a little... You know, it seemed like very small, just a little water for your feet, a little bread. You know, he didn't just go to the bread drawer, pull out the plastic bag that he bought from Giant two days before, did he? I mean, they had to make the bread from scratch. That takes a little bit of time. And then, and then he had his servant go slaughter a cow. Anybody here ever slaughtered a cow? We had a guy in the last service that did, the last yeah, service that has. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do that? Like, is that a real quick thing? Like, no. That takes a little time, doesn't it? It's, it's more than just taking off a slab and throwing it on the barbecue. So what he was doing was showing really radical hospitality. And even though Abraham didn't do all the work and he got people around him to do that, that he was still the driving force of helping these strangers feel radically welcomed to these unknown visitors. In the book of Hebrews, later in the Bible, second half of the Bible, near the end of the Bible, this uh, hospitality of Abraham if, is referenced back to as kind of a, a model, a model to look at. And here, here's what we read. It says, Keep on loving each other as brother and sister. That's a good thing. And it says, don't forget to show hospitality to strangers. For some who have done this have entertained angels without realizing it. That's, that's our scripture that goes along with this core value. Some, some have even entertained angels without realizing. That's why it's so important to show this radical hospitality we talk about. And so we're told to keep loving one another as brothers and sisters, like brothers and sisters, even those who we don't know, even those who are strange, especially those who we don't know. It's, it's easy 
to love and show compassion to people that are close to us, but it's more challenging with those that we don't know. So remember Abraham who offered food and rest to the Lord, not realizing who he was entertaining. Mm. So it's a great story, isn't it? Great story. Maybe, many of you may have heard it before. It's from thousands of years ago. It's been around a long time. But the question is, what's that got to do with us here in Middletown, Delaware in 2016? Well, quite simply, welcoming the stranger is never out of fashion, is it? Yesterday, today, tomorrow, it's important to be welcoming, to have radical hospitality. It's, it's one of our core values here at Connection. Not just hospitality, radical hospitality. And actually, it's not just the stranger, but everyone. Everyone. And so our byline for this is putting extraordinary effort and emphasis welcoming all people. All people. So can we say that together? Putting extraordinary effort and emphasis welcoming all people. Now, in that, we certainly teach truth and accountability, but it is our mandate from the Lord to welcome people. So chances are that we're not going to bake bread from scratch or slaughter a cow uh, <laughs> and then barbecue it when someone comes to our door these days. That's just not how we roll. But um, the people who come to our door probably wouldn't want to wait that long either for it. So the question is, what does radical hospitality look like today? What does radical hospitality look like at Connection Church? If not homemade bread and filet mignon on the grill, then what? Hmm. So here at Connection, even though we have an occasional congregational dinner or you know church dinner, that kind of thing, generally speaking, hospitality here is more relational than gastronomical. You know, although we on Sunday morning offer coffee and snacks as often as we can, when it, as possible as we can possibly do, we're more concerned with trying to make people feel welcomed relationally than filling their bellies. And so we work hard at having people here to welcome um, uh, everyone, especially the stranger, especially the first timer, but everyone. That's the plan, anyone. So we have people stationed out there in the parking lot. A couple people out there. We have people at the door. We have people inside the door. We have people at the top of the ramp. We have people uh, often roving around in the sanctuary trying to connect up with people, welcome them as, uh, as soon as they arrive and all the way in through a smile, a handshake, a hello. Our goal, again, is to welcome everyone, especially the stranger, and continue to welcome, welcome them once they get in. We want to welcome them from the car to the seat and then even, even, even past that. So then the question becomes this, why? Why are we concerned about this? Why is this so very important? Here's one reason. Out there in that world, when we leave this space, it can be a hostile environment. It really can be. Because sometimes we experience anything but radical hospitality. We experience all kinds of rejection. Rejection because of our differences. 
lots of differences, racial differences, religious differences, political, economic, social. I mean, I can list many, many differences, but, but you get my point. You know, out there, it's tough. It's really tough, and it shouldn't be that way in here. We are the body of Christ. We are one in Christ. The church must be a place where we come together rather than where we separate, where we should radically welcome one another in the name of Jesus Christ. There's a scripture that has meant a lot to me uh, for a really long time. It was written by the Apostle Paul. It's found in Galatians, Galatians 3. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female. Say the rest with me, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Mm. That relational piece is just so important. You know, studies have shown if somebody's new to church, before they ever get to the music or message, more often than not, they've decided if they're coming back or not before they ever get to this point based on how they were treated before they even got to their seat. Isn't that incredible? It's the relational piece. You see, God created us this way with two basic relational needs that, that, that reach down to the very core of our soul. The one need is to be in relationship with God. You know, we talk about having a God-shaped hole in our soul that only God can fill. That's that one relational need, this direction. The other relational need is this direction. We need to be in relation with others. I know people who've said, I don't need nobody but myself. Wrong. You might not think you do, but we do. Nobody's an island. <clears throat> We're designed to need to be in relationship one with another. We share, all share these two core needs. And the beautiful thing about the church is the way the church is structured, it fills both of those needs. It fills the need for a relationship with God, and it fills the need for a relationship with those around us. And that's why it's so important for us to welcome and to welcome radically, to show radical hospitality. Well, you know, when those around us create an environment that is comfortable, pleasurable, enjoyable, safe, satisfying, it doesn't mean that we won't be challenged sometimes in here. We might challenge you with a tough question. We often give you a challenge at the end of the message or a tough question. That's, that's not what we're talking about here. We can still be in relationship and challenge you a little bit, but we want to be radically welcoming to let you know that we care and that you are safe here and this is a, a place to, um, to enjoy your time with God and with one another. <clears throat> um, we do everything then. We try to do everything then to welcome everyone, especially the outsider. And this radical hospitality is not just the job of the parking lot and the greeters. And all. It's all of our responsibility. You know, if, if you walk into church and you sit down in your seat, just look over to the person next to you and say, good morning. And I've seen it when that hasn't happened. It's not hard. Good morning. Turn up. Do we turn need to practice that? Let's practice. Turn just say good morning to the person next to you. Good morning. Now go the other direction. 
Not just your spouse. There you go. I mean, really, isn't that, isn't that easy? So when you come in next week and the following week and the following week and the following, just sit down and turn around and say, good morning. Who knows, it might lead to a conversation. Do. You know, let's think about Jesus right now. Jesus, in all of Jesus' travels, he turned social norms upside down in order to welcome, especially welcome, the stranger, the outsider. Jesus came to save all of us. He came for the least, the last, and the lost. Jesus came for those who were far from God. He came for those close to God. But he was so intentional about hanging out with sinners. Now that's good news for me, because I'm a sinner. He came to hang out with me. He came out to hang out with you. Do you know he hung out with lepers? and prostitutes and we talked about Zacchaeus was a wee little man a bad wee little man until he met Jesus and then he was transformed and he had a relationship radical hospitality Zacchaeus welcomed the men and I'm sure he really put on you know did Zacchaeus all he could. wasn't bad because he was a little guy it was because he was a tax collector Ex and cheated yeah, yeah, people I should have right? told that part. just want to get that uh, yeah uh, thank you for that yeah Ooh. think about the disciples he didn't call people to hang out with him and to share the gospel and travel all around people who had it together. No. He called, you know, tax collectors and fishermen and people like us, regular, ordinary people. That's good news. That is such good news. He came for the sinner. He came for those who needed a relationship. That's us. And he came to teach us how to be in relationship with one another. The great commandment, love God, love one another. That's why Christ came, to teach us, get us connected, be the bridge between our, our sin and, and new life and transformation. We share the basic needs that they did so long ago. He was so radical that he gave up his, his life, his life in order that we might be redeemed, forgiven, free, no longer tied up in the chains that bind us, the hurts, habits, all that stuff. You know, it doesn't get more radical than that, what Christ did for us. And calls us to do the same. Radical hospitality, it's, it's more than just something we do, though. It's... Um, more than something we just do here at church that we turn on when we come and turn off when we go home. It's a way of life. It's a core value, not just as I'm a part of Connection Church, a core value here. It's a core value for us in our lives. And so we encourage you. Here it is. We challenge you to, to carry that with you, to be a welcomer wherever you are, work, school, home. I mean, as Christ followers, that, that's what we're called to do. We're called to welcome, especially the outsider, especially the person no one else wants to welcome. And that can be challenging. It can be difficult. But that's what we're called to do. That's who we're called to be. Home, school, work, neighborhood, community, the world. We're called to go out of our way to welcome other people, no matter what the situation, to, to take radical hospitality to heart and to take it with us wherever we go, to put extraordinary emphasis 
and effort on welcoming all people here, there, everywhere. That's the challenge. It's up to you what your response is going to be. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God, we thank you for the opportunity to come together as, as the body of Christ. And while we hold true the truth of your word, the truth of scripture, and the scripture as our moral compass, Lord, it is important that we do welcome all. And we thank you for that opportunity. Help us be gracious and full of mercy, just as you have been for us. Lord, you are our model. We thank you for going the distance all the way to the cross to show us radical love, radical hospitality, radical grace. It's in you that we rest and find our peace and find our life. And so we thank you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus.